Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday the 14th of June. Today, I am joined by Marta Danieva, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Marta, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, how are you? Yeah, all good, then. Uh, all good, thank you very much indeed. Uh, great episode today. Um, so I know, I mean, that's that's pretty punchy, right? I haven't said anything, yet, but uh, but I know what's coming. So, um, so what did you? What story did you find most exciting in today's Watson's Daily? Well, you're the expert on this one, but I want to talk about the boom in Japan's Nikkei index. Yep, it has been consistently growing in the past few months. Mm-hmm. And yesterday it reached its highest level in 33 years, mm-hmm. um, with the bigger, the biggest winners being Toyota, Honda, SoftBank and Kobe Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of things have contributed to the boost in investor sentiments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weak yen, low interest rates, corporate reforms, Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. And some experts say that China's slow economic recovery is also contributing. Yep. And I think what also plays a role is the push in social policies that we'll see more female board members and directors, more mm-hmm. investment into skilled foreign workers going to the country and staying for longer, mm-hmm. more language support on the administrative level for foreigners, mm-hmm. and social developments in the acceptance of LGBT people, mm-hmm. uh, which are all showing that Japan is becoming more open and mm-hmm. uh, that's more attractive. Mm. And with regards to the corporate reforms I mentioned, notably, the Tokyo Exchange Group finalized their marketing restructuring rules. Mm -hmm. And one of the rules requires listed companies to comply or explain if they are trading below a price to book ratio of one, Mm -hmm. which would indicate if a company may not be using its capital efficiently Mm -hmm. and such companies could face the listing as soon as 2026. Mm. And some of the rules require companies to demonstrate how they have engaged investors and to begin publishing public disclosures in English, which I think is a very big step. Mm -hmm. And if by the end of the ongoing transitional period and a further year-long improvement period, Mm. a company doesn't meet the enhanced listing criteria, its securities may be put under supervision and face possible delisting within six months. Mm -hmm. So it's rules like this that are boosting investor confidence and as they're very much tailored to ensuring Japanese companies will maximize their share price, Mm. which to some of us might sound obvious, but Japan has a lot of undervalued companies. Mm. And finally, I think it's funny how there used to be this big backlash over Japan deciding not to raise interest rates and keeping the yen so weak. Um, But look at them now, you know. Mm. So what do you think, Peter? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, first of all, it's interesting that uh, everyone who doesn't really look at Japan as a specialist looks at the Nikkei to see how, you know, Japan is faring. So much in the way that, um, you know, Germans, you know, if you want to look at Germany, you look at the DAX, if you want to look at the uh, France, you look at the Cat Carence, you look at the, uh, you know, FTSE 100 for the UK, um, everyone always quotes Nikkei however if you are if, if you are you know look at Japan 
more seriously actually it is not the best um uh, you know measure of the health of the japanese corp uh, of japanese corporates um the best the better index is called topics now nikkei when you think about the nikkei it's got 225 stocks so it's called the nikkei 225 that sounds like quite a lot versus say the french you know cat counts with with um 40 in it and FTSE 100 with 100 in it um but the topics has about 1600 uh, stocks in there so and um the the other weakness of the nikkei is it's generally much more skewed towards old school industrial you know companies so it doesn't necessarily reflect much in the way of tech and new kind of stuff uh but anyway it is important this is uh impressive that it has reached the heights that it that it reached 33 years ago um and you're quite right i believe that the all this the different rule changes and things um the improvement in corporate governance and that includes things like you you said there you know like the the makeup of a of a board because in the past it's all just old japanese men um you know now they are it's de- it's it's getting uh you know it's get it's becoming slowly admittedly more diverse mm-hmm. but it is a good you know it is going the right way um and so uh so the other thing is you know i would also say about japan is and i i so just in case anyone doesn't know but i hope i think you probably will by now but you know i used to be a stockbroker i covered um Jap- japanese clients for my first six years um you know and i sold uh, uk and european stocks and then for another seven years i changed and i advised uh, european investors on japanese stocks so i've seen things from both sides and i always remember when i especially you know, when i was talking uh, to global investors um quite often japan was a really hard sell um because they would they they would say yeah yeah there's been false dawns before it's yeah it's had a good run but you know i've always i've got burnt in the past and i said to myself never again well the thing is is that things have improved i mean you've got um you know in the past you've you've had uh, you know a very very long period of time where there was a lot of deflation so prices just were either doing nothing or going down and that was for uh, multiple years um so that is actually there is actual inflation now which is quite impressive for japanese so it's 3.5 percent which is pretty impressive when you consider what what ours is at the moment um also as, as you've said and i've just said corporate governments is getting better um and the other thing is it looks like the economy is recovering it's a broad-based recovery so um from that and and actually you know obviously i uh, in order to write watson's daily i read five newspapers every day and quite often i've seen i've noticed over especially say the last six months or so more and more commentators um uh, sort of saying about how uh comparatively cheap uh, japanese stocks are compared to stocks in other markets uh so it is very interesting uh the other thing as well i was going to say about you you said again quite rightly about disclosure um 
another little anecdote for you here but you know my my wife used to be um a uh, you know fund manager of japanese equities and then she moved on to asian equities just for full disclosure i met my wife at university i didn't this wasn't a work this wasn't a work relationship that then blossomed into something else uh, this was i met her at uni we started going out uni. all right so just in case so um anyway she she covered both. And what I found really interesting from what she said was that whenever you had, um, the, there was a huge difference between um, presentations that you'd see from Asian companies and presentations you'd see from Japanese companies. She said that a lot of Asian companies, especially South Korean companies, you know, very slick, really good English, very um, comprehensive materials. Um, whereas Japanese was a bit, you know a bit patchy the english might not be that good the 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 materials in english that you get not that comprehensive and it made it more frustrating i mean and from my own personal point of view um having broked both sides i would say that i much enjoyed um broking japan versus broking uk and europe because uk and europe disclosure was very good and so you got the feeling that everyone had the same information, which actually is that's what it's supposed to be. But the fun for me of, of covering Japan was that I, I mean, I can speak Japanese, so I could go to the company directly and have a meeting with, say, the CEO or the chairman, or CFO or whatever. And I could ask them direct questions. And quite often I could unearth very interesting things. It wouldn't necessarily be that obvious. And it, it, it was like I, was, I said, we had a call earlier and I was saying to I was saying to you that it's a bit like um, the difference is like if you were going to buy a car or going to going to a dealership, like an official dealership um, is like, you know, going to a UK and European market, whereas the Japan market was like going to a whole load of farms in the middle of nowhere in Japan. Uh, and getting going into a barn and finding a, a classic Ferrari or something like that, you always felt there was something you could uncover. So for me, it was more fun. But you know, it's great to see Japan bouncing back, um, and you know, it does sound like things are improving for sure. But anyway, I'm really sorry. It's just I love Japan, and obviously I've <laughs> had a bit of experience there, so I know I've hogged all this. So I'm really sorry. But are there, are there any? points you'd like to add or, or, or observations you have on that? Well, I think it's just very interesting to observe. And I think mm-hmm. it's very important to keep track of the new business and political developments in the country, because it looks like Japan really is growing in a more positive way than it mm. used to be before. And I think it's very important considering how the country really needs to start battling its issue with the aging population. Yeah. And I think starting with the business world is actually kind of a good strategy. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes. So anyway, so it look it all looks um it all looks reasonable. Um and you know who knows, maybe may maybe the uh influx of all this uh foreign interest will Help, hopefully help help the uh, entertainment business in Japan so they can produce drama that's as good as K that's good as good as K drama. I mean, I have to say I'm a big fan of J drama, right? But I still think they do lag. They do lag K drama. I'm afraid. I agree with that completely. <laughs> uh, it kind of makes me sad because they tend to use like media to practice my language skills, and Japanese yeah. drama tends to be a little bit hard to watch. Yeah, can be, but it can be good though. Can be good. I recommend. Sorry, oh, this is a recommendation on there. <laughs> I don't know if it's still on there, 
but it's, um, it's called uh, Tokyo Diner on Netflix. Very, very mm. good. Uh, and a very good insight into Japanese society. But anyway, uh, right. Oh, sorry. I'll shut up there because I'll go on about this for <laughs> But uh, um, anyway, right. So um, I'll move on to uh, the, the story that, um, uh, that, that I want to talk about. And that is basically um, the craziness of AI. Um, so I, this is... Okay, so this is this is a story from the Financial Times, right? There is a company um, called Mistral AI, right? It has is four weeks old. They've got three people from Meta and Google who are researchers, right? And uh, AI researchers. They have just had a funding round, and they've just had so four weeks. Four weeks. They've just had. 105 million euros given to them right by investors that i think is just incredible and it shows how ridiculous things are getting with regards to ai um it's just you know it really does and i am an old man right so it really reminds me of um of the the dot-com boom because the reason why it was called the dot-com boom or one of the reasons is because if you had a company and you put dot-com at the end of it the the evaluation you could get was massive also um you know you get fantasy valuations on the fact that um they would promise oh this is what we're going to earn next year this is what we're going to earn in five years time and that's what investors believed and you know it i just I mean, I'm sorry, I know I'm not often speechless, but it just, you just think, how can you give a bunch of, you know, people this amount of money and they don't even have a product? That's the, that's the most amazing thing. I mean, talk about the emperor's new clothes. I mean, this, they got nothing. I mean, like I said in in Watson's Daily today, all we need is now Tom Brady to come along and go, okay, everyone, let's buy this AI you know, let's buy into this or Ronaldo um, recommending it because we all know that yeah. Ronaldo's, uh, you know, and Kardashians and stuff are absolutely fantastic investors. I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. So, um, so anyway, apparently this company is going to be Europe's answer or one of one of the Europe's answers to Chat G- you know, OpenAI's ChatGPT. But oh, really, I mean, what, what? But what do you think? Though? Am I going out too over the top here? Uh, I say I completely agree. I think it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like investors are just trying to jump on the AI train as quickly mm. as possible. Mm. And I very much think that what's going to happen is that for, it's going to be like what happened with Google as a mm. search engine. So mm. it was pretty much the first one that came on the scene. And then everyone else who tried to do what Google did just kind of mm. failed. And I kind of feel like that's the danger of this and that investors mm. are going to lose a lot. Mm. I mean, I think that, the, that uh, you know, this sounds so awful and, I, you know, I, I don't mean it badly particularly, but I think what needs to happen in AI is there needs to be a big failure um, for yeah. people to actually come to their senses. I said this before with regards to NFTs, for instance, um, and, you know, and I think that really... You know, I, I kind of hope this fails, this, you know, the Mistral AI, because yeah. this is so ridiculous that something needs to happen to make people think, hold on, this isn't just 
I mean, this is investor money, right? But the investors, you know, they're underlying, underlying, they have clients as well. And ultimately, it's individuals who are putting their money into funds and that money is being invested. I feel this is irresponsible. I mean, this yeah. is just, you're just throwing, if this was your own money, would you do it? I'd say probably not, and certainly not to this extent. Um, and so I just think what is probably, I think what will happen here is that we, we're going to have lots of different AI companies. Either they are going to be picked off by the big ones if they're particularly good, or they are, or, and or they're going to be, there's going to be consolidation among the smaller ones so they get a bit more critical mass. Um, that is going to be fabulous for investment bankers and everyone in the in in the m a food chain like the lawyers and the accountants etc because there will be more deal flow um uh, because there, there's going to be more consolidation here and they earn fees off that so it's exciting times it is interesting everyone has seen the uh, humongous performance of chat gpt since it came out i mean it's the fastest growing app or something that there's ever been um everyone's wanting to know what the next one is and so basically like a horse race they're just putting a fiver <laughs> it's like putting a fiver all the all the horses because all they need is one more chat gpt and they they've made their money so it but in the meantime though i think there's going to be a lot of failures um but um until there is one I think the the craziness is going to continue. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely but, uh, agree. But uh, yeah, any any other thoughts at all? No, I think you've nailed it. This one. Okay. All right. Well, look. Um, I know this is this is a bit of a this is a bit of a passionate episode, right? Because I mean, I do <laughs> feel quite strongly about these things. Um, so sorry about that. I'll be more on an even keel, I'm sure, tomorrow. <laughs> I can't can't do this every day. Um, but um, but thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope you got uh, value out of it. Uh, and thank you um, for um, for your insight uh, today, Marta. Um, yeah. Really appreciate it. Uh, so thank you as always to listeners uh hope you have a great day keep cool uh if you can and um we'll be back again for more tomorrow many thanks thank bye. you bye bye